If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, one of the good things I like to do on this show, obviously, is uh, talk to new artists that are new to me. But I also like uh, kind of catching up with people who've been on the show before and who are doing something, you know, interesting and new. And I think that um, the guest on this episode, you've been on a couple times now, uh, once on a live show, once on just a regular interview podcast, I think, maybe more. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I, think, uh, I think that's it. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. But um, you have a lot of new stuff going on. And, and I've been kind of thinking about sort of this is kind of the year it seems to me anyway this is the year that the rest of the world sort of discovered Nick Dyson I mean you've always been sort of well known within Winnipeg especially within like the punk scene and stuff you were kind of the one uh, acoustic sort of folk singer guy who who fit the bill with all these <laughs> punk bands and hardcore bands and things and now due to a lot of reasons you're sort of blowing up and and your music is getting out there to a much wider audience than than I think has ever listened to you before which is which is awesome but yeah thanks I do want to get into all that and I wanted to talk about your new record but before we do that if you want to just maybe introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is that you do for people who might not be familiar with your music yeah sure so uh my name is Nick Dyson uh, I've been playing shows around Winnipeg and uh, recording music for about 10 years and uh, I've just released a brand new EP last Friday. And yeah, I'm going strong, uh, trying out new sonic directions and, um, and really trying to ex- explore my own sound uh, beyond just a folk singer-songwriter. Yeah. Well, and like I said, too, you, you obviously have that kind of punk background in that, yeah. you know... Everyone in punk bands from a certain age range seems to have played with you in some context, whether it's uh, you know you <laughs> opening for them or you filling in on, on an instrument for somebody or whatever. So you have that going for you, yeah. but then you also have this kind of uh, very strong catalog uh, of really, I think you called it acoustic sad music before, mm-hmm. and it's very kind of um, heartfelt, personal uh, acoustic music. And so, yeah. I mean, what has happened in the last little while that has sort of made that go beyond your initial audience and because you've really blown up and there's a lot of reasons for that uh well yeah um i i wouldn't say really blown up i i've definitely definitely got found some pockets of people who listen to me in different parts of the world now and that's largely because of uh this random most uh un what's the word i'm looking for I, I could not have possibly seen this coming, but uh, yeah. I got a message from uh, the one and only Jake Tapper from CNN uh, out of nowhere. 
from a Facebook burner account. So at first I thought it was just some random, uh, but it turns out it is in fact him. And he told me that he found my uh, dad's obituary through okay. looking uh, looking at his family history through Ancestry.com and lo and behold, we are related. Um, That's super random. That's incredibly random. Yeah, Unbelievably random. And honestly, I, I if you put my, my dad and him side by side, you can actually see some similarities and wow. i don't know i don't know if that's the family coming through or if it's just because i want there to be similarities i'm not sure but it's apparently true and ever since he has uh supported my music and always been there to uh to retweet or do whatever he can really within within reason of course but yeah what I couldn't believe is just how selfless he was with his platform and his time uh, to to help me out in that way. It's such a such an amazing, amazing thing that in in all honesty is pretty easy for him, right? I mean, he's got a platform. All he really has to do is click a button. Sure. And but so many people would never do that, especially so, someone at that fame level. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And so the fact that he was just so open and so ready, so willing, uh, I know on like the, on the day that he retweeted my music and, and like the news broke, Yeah, I know that he basically said, I am at your service. Like any, anything you need from me, I'll do. Wow. And he did so many interviews with like CBC and CTV and we did a couple together. And then I was on CNN. It was just, it was, uh, a crazy few days to say the very least and now he's just kind of uh my cousin that's cool you know? like we're we're in touch and i don't know if we're, we'll ever meet i hope we do but um but we're still in touch and and he's still down to help me in whatever way he can well, I think the coolest thing about that, watching that sort of play out in the media and on social media and everything, is that he seems like he genuinely is a fan of your stuff. It's not just, oh, this is my distant yeah. cousin who plays music. Like, he seems to really, really dig what you're doing. Well, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that honesty comes through. And I I, I think and hope that he can see that. And I, I know that he... <laughs> He's quite the dad. I know that he likes a lot of dad music. His one yeah. of his favorites is Dave Matthews. I love Dave Matthews. Um, so I th I think it's kind of in his wheelhouse. Uh, whether he's used to that level of honesty, I'm not really sure. But I he appreciates it either way. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's just an incredible, incredible feeling. Incredible, weird coincidence. And yeah. It's really cool that it's opened you up to a new audience too. Like all these people following him, even if he just does one retweet of a new song you have or something, I'm sure you get all kinds of downloads and, and listens and streams oh, from everywhere, right? I uh, the day that he it was before any of the new songs came out. It was like a couple of weeks early, so all I had on streaming was my album uh, Figments. Yeah, and that album just yeah blew up. Uh, I think I got twenty thousand streams in like a week or something like that. It was. And it was constant too, um, and yeah, I found I found pockets of people that are still you know following me and listening to me now, and are in contact with me all around the world. It's That's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really amazing. 
Well, how do you, uh, I mean, again, like you said at the beginning, you, you haven't blown up that much, but you, you, your profile is rising, which is great to see. Yeah, and h- how do you, I mean, as someone who records such personal music and such honest music, like you said, how do you maintain that? Um, it just seems to me like your, your records from, from the first one on to where you are now, there's a rawness to them, but even when it gets polished and even when it, like your newer one probably is the best sounding record you've done, I think technically yeah. and everything like that, but it still has that rawness to it and that kind of uh, personal element to it. H- how do you maintain that? You know, d- despite you're not, maybe, in, maybe you're not in a basement anymore, just recording into a, a mic on a computer or something, but that, that still remains that kind of like um, intimacy, I guess, of your, of your songs. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, I, d- I don't write unless I have to. Okay. Um, in that, like, I, I write as a form of therapy to, like, process really, really complex emotions, uh, feelings or situations that I might be in. Uh, and so the songs that I'm bringing to... Oh, and the other thing that I have to mention is, yes, I have all these bells and whistles now in the production of the studio version, but yeah. the songs themselves all started with me... Uh, on my the foot of my bed playing my acoustic guitar so no matter what the the integrity and the like the rawness and the simplicity of the song is always there to start with right and then we build on it from there um and thankfully i was able to find a guy in roman clark that could uh maintain that honesty and even bring out more of an urgency in in that honesty. Okay. I think that he was able to really uh, draw out uh, more, more of the emotion even than I ever could with, with the production that he brought. So, yeah, I think um, I, I, I wouldn't be recording the songs if they if they didn't feel the way that they always feel, uh, which is I don't know. That's a it's a, it's a weird feeling that you get when when you write something that you know is exactly what you want to say. It's kind of it's just like this full circle cathartic moment where you're like, okay, this is this is what I've been working towards. This is the song that I that I want. And, and those are the songs that, that eventually get heard.
Well, and that's what the songs that connect, right? If you have that, that, of that to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. it? I mean, how many songs do you do you start and then scrap? Like, uh, you know, because you said that you kind of you only write when you when you have to. Like, how many yeah. of these songs are, are just kind of are they fully formed? How much how much time and 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 reworking and everything do you have to? Because it's all about emotion, right? I mean, obviously yeah. there's musical chops in there too, and need the chords and the the melodies and all that. But I mean, the emotion I think is the driving force behind your stuff. So, how how long does it typically take you to get a song from sitting on the foot of your bed to okay, this is ready to record? Oh man, great question. Uh, when I first started writing, uh, I kind of I was catching up with myself per se, uh, and I wrote a lot. Uh, yeah, I probably I probably wrote twenty songs in the summer, which is a lot for me. I don't think that's a lot for some people, but that's a lot for me. And uh, since then, it's just kind of <laughs> gotten smaller and smaller, to the point where sometimes I won't write a song that that I feel that feeling with um, for months. Okay. And after a while, I'll begin to think that it's the last song I'm ever going to write and, or I've forgotten how to write a song and it's never going to happen again, or I'm never going to capture the magic of my last song, yeah. you know, that, that feeling. Cause I'm always chasing that feeling that I get when I've created something, uh, created something meaningful to me. So, uh it could take forever but an example being uh on my latest cp tv crimes i i wrote that while we were just starting recording okay. uh use you i think which is the first one we did together and it was such a, a stream of conscious like meaningful song that i wrote i i kind of i took it to roman and i said okay we weren't planning on doing this one but like you got to hear this and i think we got to do it and we did uh but i had only written it like a few days before hadn't figured out all the melodies yet yeah hadn't figured like I, it was still very very new and uh raw but we we came together and we um you know, fine tuned it together, and what you hear is what we came out with. Cool. So is it's it, all over the map, but most of the time, it's it takes a long time. I imagine for me to write yeah, a song. I, I can see that. It, it, it does seem like they're 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 very. Um, I don't mean this in a bad way either. They're worked over. Like they, it seems like you're, especially with the lyrics. It seems like you're very precise in what you're yeah. trying to put across and how it's how it's and uh, perceived. I will say, yeah, you are right. And um, but what I will say is sometimes. Like, it, yeah, it's been like six months or however long, but I'll get inspiration from somewhere and I can write a song in 10 minutes. Yeah. And all the lyrics could be there. Uh, or I'll have a verse that's been just floating around in my head forever. And then finally I find a place for it and the rest of the song just pours out. Yeah, it, sure. it, It's different every time. Which is, I think, another reason why I think I always forget because I don't have a, I don't have a set way that I always do it. I I always do it differently, and so I think that I kind of shoot myself in the foot that way because I never know which way it's going to happen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. As this um this shitty period that everyone's dealt with with the pandemic has it mm. helped or hindered you as far as writing songs? Like, have you been productive? Uh, oh man, as a writer during this time. Uh, well, yeah. So 
I had an album that I had just finished, which is Figments. uh, And I released that at the very start of the pandemic. Like, I think everyone will admit it started March of 2020. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I released it in about April. Um, Because looking at the state of the world at that time and all the uncertainty, I was like, there's no point in me holding on to this. There's no point in me like holding out for shows to return. Yeah. So I might as well just drop it on the internet. And so I did. Um, But uh, after that, because I just dropped it on the internet, I was kind of just already thinking of the next thing. And yeah, when the pandemic hit, I didn't, didn't have anywhere to work. um, Didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. And luckily um, my, my friend has, his own studio and his little shed right beside his house. And when it was safe, uh, when, <laughs> when restrictions told us that we could, we got together and, uh, and recorded. And it's honestly one of the only things that got me out of the house. It was yeah. one of the only things that, uh, that I did during that time that I could actually be proud of. Because it, uh, it was very hard for me. Yeah. pandemic it was very hard on me uh with with no work and just moving out and yeah it was it was really tough what um what was it like releasing music during the pandemic i know i mean obviously it was it's been difficult for for a lot of people not just you know uh yeah. doing anything working finding not having jobs you know not having anything to do not being able to get out of the house but you know, you're releasing music and you've done done it twice now, right? Yeah. yeah. And the typical way you would do this is it's out the window. You can't you can't play a release party. You can't tour. You can't really any of the things that you normally would do to kind of get the word out and get a response from listeners too. That's all changed now uh, during this time. So what was that experience like? Was it was it hard to sort of um, gauge how your records were doing out there because you weren't seeing people face to face and that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a great question and a great statement. I, it was, um, it was really hard because I had such big plans for these songs because yeah. there was such a huge step forward sonically, and I, I really wanted to come out with a bang because I thought these songs were really, really special. Um, and so I had all these plans for these music videos and um, I was starting to get props together and all this stuff. And it just got way too hard to deal with, with COVID. And we basically pulled the plug on the whole thing. Yeah. And I basically completely redid my entire release plan uh, that I had and basically went to basics Um and leaned really heavy on social media. I mean, mm-hmm. cause that's all you can really do. That's there's nothing uh, else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. During that time, uh, that was all you really had. And so, yeah, thank God for Jake Tapper, um, giving me that boost, honestly. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I would really hope that I could tour with these songs someday soon. I really want to, and I really hope that I can. It's just, yeah, it's so hard to do right now. 
what's everything's up in the air you don't know it, it seems like things are getting better but you know a week from Slowly now things could just go down the toilet again right it, it's it's so vague at this point exactly and it and it has been for so long so i've just learned to not keep my hopes up and yeah. um and just do my own thing and hope for the best <laughs> Well, in an ideal situation, what would you be doing right now? Would you be touring? Like, would you put a band together to tour this? Or, or would you... Oh, would, for sure. I, I feel like this is kind of a record that you'd want to make that big, you know, full band push, right? Absolutely, yeah. This is the time. Uh, with Figments, too. Figments was my first full band, yeah. full record. Yeah. And so there's 10 full band songs there. And then and then now you have these new, new ones, you know, in Brain Fog. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get a band together. But again, uh, that is also very difficult to do right now. And the people that I want to play in my band are the ones that actually recorded the parts that yeah. you hear. Um, and that also includes my producer and they've got their own schedules. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's really hard to be in a band <laughs> <laughs> um, and and to make it work and to make it, seamless and make it sound good yeah um i really want to put the work in um but i i don't know how long it's going to take before i'm in a place where i can do that is there but I'm holding out for it i'm holding out for it big time Dark, I like 
Is there any danger of these songs getting to be too old news for you? Like, are you going to be... I'm sure you have lots of ideas for even the, the follow-up to this one that just came out, right? Do, do you... Like, what, what if we have another year before, hopefully not, but before touring can happen and stuff like that? I mean, will you have moved on to the next thing and then these two records will have gone sort of unplayed live? Maybe. Um, I, I do actually have plans for the, for the next project. Um, but I don't think there'll be old news because I, this is the first release where the songs on it were actually like presently how I was feeling. Okay. Usually, usually you write for a couple of years and then you record. And so the songs, some of the songs that you might be recording end up being a couple years old. Yeah. Um, there was only one song on this EP that was actually considered to me an old song, which was just like you because it was a B-side to figments. Okay. But the other ones were written like fairly uh, soon after I recorded them. Fairly soon before I recorded right, them. Right. Sorry. And so they they are still very new to me. And and the things that I um, the things that I wrote about and the things that I that I put into those songs are still very new, still very fresh yeah. in my, in my emotions. So yeah, I could definitely keep playing these songs for a while. And that's the other thing that I try to bring to my songs is, uh, is this a song that I could see myself playing for the next couple of years? Like, is this a song that, that I could put on my set list and be proud of it? What determines um, that? How do you decide if something is, is, is going to have that longevity? Ah, uh, it's that feeling. Yeah. It's that feeling that you get. Um, and yeah, it's, it's untangible. Like I can't, I can't, it's intangible. I can't figure it out. I've tried to figure out how to figure, uh, how to explain it. Um, but it's just that, that internal, uh, gratification of, of finishing something that, that you know is exactly what you want to say it's like a snapshot yeah. a snapshot of your life or a snapshot of this complex feeling that you're feeling um i could go track by track and talk about exactly what each song is about i'm not going to do that right right but but yeah it's it's still very fresh so i i could be playing these songs for a long time and as and i'm and i'll be proud of them for a very long time too Cool. Well, that's good. I, mean, I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should hope that you're proud of what you just released for sure. Um, does that, um, you know, like you just said, you, I'm not going to ask you to go track by track, but <laughs> the, the fact that you can, how much do you think that, um, maybe not the specific, uh, you know, personal stuff you're talking about, but the general feelings, how much of that do you think comes through in the songs? Like, do you think someone, if you had a list of, of subject matter, do you think people could easily sort of place that to the song and figure out which one represented that, that, thought you had or that feeling you had like is it, is it obvious to you what these songs are about and do you think the listeners can at least get a glimpse as to what that is or is it more sort of um nebulous and, and vague uh there are a few things that i that i very purposely keep vague yeah and then there's some things that i am very 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 open about um just because i think it's more damaging to me if i keep them quiet so right, right. for for example um 
like Great Big Dark and Use You uh, specifically are about my dad's passing. Okay. And I've been very open about that and um, on social media and everything. Yeah. But a song like TV Crimes, it's a little bit more ambiguous and I'd like to keep it that way. So, um, yeah, people, people can uh, pretty easily uh, connect one to the other on a couple of them, but right. I'd like, I definitely um, keep the right cards close to my chest for sure. Cool. And I guess even on those songs where it's not so, you know, completely obvious what it's about, the feeling's still there, right? I mean, that that's kind of the 100%. through line with all your stuff is that the emotion's yeah. there. Whatever it is you're singing about, people are going to connect to that aspect of it. 100%. Yeah, well, that's the hope, anyway. Yeah, right, of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and you mentioned, you know, um, social media being a big deal, obviously, during the pandemic for, for everyone, right? I mean, especially people yeah. doing creative work. Um, you're really active on there, which yeah. obviously has helped in getting the word out about your new music and things like that. But I also appreciate that you... Um, you're very uh, kind of honest about your opinions on things on social media. Like if someone is, is doing something shitty, you are very much the first person to call them out and to sort of uh, point that kind of thing out. And so, I mean, a lot of people will have uh, like a Twitter account or whatever, and they'll just keep it to their musician stuff or their artist stuff. It'll be like, hey, I have a record coming out or I'm playing a show next week. And then that's it, right? But yours kind of blurs the line between personal causes that you support, personal things that you don't support. Uh, and then, <laughs> hey, there's a new record out. Here's something about my music. So what is this sort of, um, like, I guess the give and take on that uh, of being an artist that people are people know from your work and then also expressing yourself as Nick the person on there? Another fantastic question. I, Thanks. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I, um, that's, a, that's a loaded question. I... <laughs> um, there are just some things that you don't keep quiet about, you know, there's just some things that, that I'll, I'll read or that I'll, I'll see that I just know isn't right. Or, and and I just have to say something. I, I don't know how I really got this platform. I I guess I do, but I, (laughs) the way that this like i i built a platform was just speaking out on things that that i cared about yeah um and i I wasn't thinking like oh i'm gonna build a platform so that what am i trying to say i i recognize the the power of a platform Mm -hmm. and i and i recognize how important it is for people with a platform to speak out on things because in the social media world, it's the ones with that platform that are going to be seen. And unfortunately everybody else gets lost in, in the noise. Right. And so I recognize it and I take it upon myself to my own detriment sometimes, uh, you know, it's gotten me in trouble once in a while. Um, but I, I'm living and learning, right? I'm just a person and uh, and speaking out on things that I might not have all the info on or that I'm not completely educated in. Yeah. I mean, that that happens, but but I'm an emotional person and I and I and I like to speak out. 
where I can, yeah. um, because there's there's just a lot of a lot of there's a lot of bad people in this world that don't that don't deserve what they've got. Yeah, in my in my opinion, and and there's a lot of good people that don't have what they deserve. Um, yeah, and I, I just I do my best. So that's a really hard question. Well, I guess the upside of it too is that, you know, like we talked about before, your ability to be very emotionally open and honest with your listeners to your music, that is very complementary to your ability to express your values and your beliefs and your kind of uh, positions on social issues and things like that on social media. Yeah, I think it helps. It helps listeners connect to me as an artist, for sure. Um, maybe makes them feel a little bit more safe listening to my music because there's a lot of uh, scummy rock stars out there and and there's (laughs) a lot of, there's a lot of scummy like artists out there um, that are doing music for all the wrong reasons. And when you, when you invest yourself in music, especially in music as emotional as mine, at least for me, if, if an artist uh, is found out to be some. I'm, I, I'm using the word scum today, so scumbag. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, yeah, if he turns out to be some scumbag, I don't particularly want to listen to them anymore. Sure, sure. Um, and I've done that with a lot of artists, and I, and I don't want to be one of those artists. I, I I want to be exactly the opposite, and so yeah, I want to show people who I am so that they can feel safe putting their emotions uh, and themselves into my songs. Um, And I do recognize that my opinions are my opinions and there's always going to be people that are going to disagree or, or think that I'm out of line, but I can't please everybody. Right. And not everyone's going to like what they hear when they listen to me. It's right. I, um, it's just, um, yeah. It's just kind of like a courtesy to say, like, "Hey, I'm a real person. This is what I'm all about, and uh, and I support you, and I believe yeah. you, and and uh, kind of like, yeah. Does that answer? Does that answer? It does. Question? It does. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, 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 it's de- I definitely mean it in a complimentary way. Like, I, I like reading your social media because Thanks. because you are outspoken on it, and because you do sort of say what you mean when it comes to serious stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I I kind of fell into that role at the beginning of the pandemic, I guess, because I uh, didn't have anything else to do and I was leaning <laughs> on social media so hard. I just found myself having a platform, especially on Twitter. Yeah, it just kind of it just kind of took off because I I kept speaking out on things and people were listening and um, and taking my words for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm grateful for it, and I don't take it for granted, that's for sure.
with the with the new record, where can people find it right now? Because like as we've discussed, you know, the pandemic is still sort of happening. It's sort of yeah. not, but it sort of is, and it's, the, the future mm-hmm. is kind of unknown at this point. So, what's the best way for someone to track it down and and actually check out your new music? Uh, any streaming service you could possibly think of, uh, YouTube, Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't have any physicals at the moment. I wish I did. I was very close to pulling the uh, pulling the trigger on uh, vinyl, Don't but I know. I know. But I I chickened out because it's so expensive, and it also really is, yeah. there seems to be like a a vinyl shortage around the world, and like every single vinyl production is being delayed, and the it's prices are years, being driven right? up. Yeah, it's just getting worse, worse and worse. So. I just yeah, I decided to step back. I didn't want to didn't want to have to deal with it all, but maybe maybe for like a like an anniversary maybe yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that that would be cool. But I mean, yeah, you're right though. I mean, there is I've heard from I've seen like labels post things that something they want to release is now backed up 6 months because yeah. whatever plant is. Yeah, so it makes sense, especially when you're trying to get it out now and you know, you want people to hear it Timely. at the time it's released. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The good thing about this being a podcast is, you know, someone might hear it the day it comes out or they might hear it a year after that. And then hopefully if they hear it, then things have changed a little bit and maybe more shows are happening. Tours are happening more yeah. and things have kind of eased up a bit. So what's the best sort of place to find out what you're up to as far as potential future shows or things like that? Where should someone follow you and, or find you online? Uh, definitely Twitter at Nick Dyson music and I see uh twitter facebook instagram the big three <laughs> right right yeah i'll be i'll be on there uh all, all at the same handle to nick dyson music cool